Welcome back, boys and girls, to week five. Is it week five? Week week one? I don't know. There's so many different seasons, so many different, so many different like kickoffs going well, we, on right now. We start off as week negative four, so yeah. this would put us at week five. It's whatever um, the SEC schedule is. So we're on week five of the college football slate. We're back after a big week. It was a low football ooh, week. Tell, hey, after this game, let's call it the halfway point. We'll just say uh, SEC season 2.1. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. But back after a, a, a solid week, it was honestly probably the worst picks week for the pick your point. I think, was it your first negative week on the season? No, a first negative SEC week, two and four. Uh, just there wasn't a lot to gamble yeah, on. It we, was, we got it was, we got that Georgia Alabama game wrong on the halves. There so. was a reason we were in protest because we we saw this from a mile away. There's a reason that that it, you know the COVID came in and and kicked the SEC schedule to shit and you know it affected us. But we're back now. It's all come back. We're actually adding games. Let me ask you this, Pullman. How many? Do you know how many games were on the full slate last week? Full college football slate. Yes, all not FCS, just FBS. Thirty. 29. You're very close. 29. Do you know how many there are I'm, this I'm gonna week? I'm going to pat myself on the back Do right there. you know there. how many there are this week? 42. 47. Ooh. 47 games this week. We got the Big Ten back. The Big 12 only had one game last week. That was actually my number at uh, Pullman High School for the lacrosse team. Hey, there you go. State champs, I hear. Uh, you know, here nor there. <laughs> Second round knockout. But hey, we're back. Like I said, huge slate this week. Absolutely monstrous. Big 10 is back, even though they're a bunch of cowards that tried to get the season canceled back in August or whenever that was. Big 12 resumes their schedule. They had a lot of buys last week, a couple COVIDs. They're back in full force. So SEC, strong as ever, even though there's only four games. Big 10, what about T- tell me about this. I think they're a lot like your dog who just peed the carpet. Like, if he, he peed the carpet a few months ago, we're all mad at it. Like, what's wrong with you? We thought we house broke you better. You're supposed to be the old, wise dog. Why the fuck are you shitting in the corner? Mm-hmm. We rub their nose in it, and you know what? It's finally come time. They've come out of the corner. They're ready to start humping your leg again, show you some love. And you know what, Big Ten, welcome back. Yeah, it's we're here. We, you know, you tried to, like you said, they're a bad. They were a very bad dog back in back then. They tried to cancel the season. They learned from it, though. They learned from the SEC. Honestly, came back. They they haven't shoot in the house since then. There hadn't been any issues. And you know what? It's time for us to let them stay home alone for maybe a couple hours when we leave to go to watch the games at the bar or something. Let, let them out of the kennel for a little bit. Absolutely. We'll, let them, we'll test them out this weekend if they do well enough. You know what? If a long weekend comes up, you know, eh, we'll leave them at home for a day while mom goes shopping. Yeah. And now, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, no, I'm still going to board them up. I don't know if I'm going to let them in the college football playoff yet. Uh, only eight games. That's, no, that's what we're saying. we got to make sure yeah. that they earn their keep yeah, back. But they got, they got they're on mo- their way. They have, way many, they have many more months before they can earn that kind of you know, trust back with me. Uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a while. you got to really prove yourself. Someone's really got to stand out. And, but anyways, they're back. We're going to touch on a couple of those games later. Only the true big ones. There honestly aren't any massive ones this week. There's only one matchup between uh, top 25 teams in the Big Ten. We'll touch well, on those. Only two games, less than a touchdown spread. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, you know that's how it is in the Big Ten. Not a great conference overall. But we'll get into the, some of those after the SEC slate. But first, let's get into a couple of couple of bits. Okay, first I think we'll start. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I'll go first. Sorry, not sorry. Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen. You a couple weeks ago you wanted the Florida Stadium, the Swamp, to be packed, 90,000 fans, after the governor lifted all restrictions. You were calling for the AD, for the governor, for the, for the mayor of the city of, of Gainesville, to allow 90,000 fans in the Swamp 
Now, I'm all like, whatever, pack as many fans as you want. But it is pretty funny that he was the first one out on the limb, and then, boom, half his team gets COVID, 25 players. He himself tests positive for COVID. They're out this week. They were out last week. They're kind of a shit show in games. So all of Florida, if you were to ask, like, who is, like, who's the ringleader of all COVID things? Florida has no laws. They haven't abided by anything. It's hilarious. that I'm surprised all the Florida players hadn't already gotten COVID from just staying in Florida for the whole summer. Honestly, the two months I spent in Florida this summer, I'd slowly notice myself becoming more reckless. Like, uh-huh. I would just sometimes go to people's cars and kick them. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like maybe just steal some stuff. You, so I totally get the disease thriving yeah, down there. Yeah, you drink enough of the water in Florida. You st- you sit in this. You let the salt like seep into your skin, and you somehow become a reckless human. I'm surprised you didn't get arrested while you're down there. But anyways, it's hilarious that this all happened to Dan Mullen when after he did that. So sorry, not sorry, Dan Mullen. Hope you'll be back next week, though. I, I need some more SEC games. Uh, yeah, my sorry not sorry goes out to Mississippi State fans. Mm, Your college football team stinks again. I'm sorry about that. They were they were going to win the Heisman after week one. Yeah, though. Heisman National Championship. Uh, your season's unraveling. Your coach is unraveling. Your favorite player's transferring. Your favorite running back's probably going to transfer. I don't know. He hates it there, too. He's definitely opting out. Um, so, but real reason I'm sorry not sorry is because Dak Prescott's hurt now. Mm. And I know you guys actually like Dak Prescott more than Mississippi State football for some reason. Didn't really make sense to me. But um, now that Dak's gone, you guys really don't have anything to do on the weekends. So I guess you could pretend like it's 2010 again and see your team lose and then just root against the Giants for some reason. <laughs> but um, yeah, sorry not sorry to you Rednecks. Yeah, they uh, well, it was it was like a nice thing for them to see, you know, watch State lose, whatever, but at least they would have a little bit of saving grace for Dak playing well on Sunday. Now they have nothing to look forward to at all in the entire weekend. I guess I guess it's apple picking season for the rest of the college football season for State fans. Yeah, I don't know if they have apples down there. Maybe like you can pick some peanuts or you can uh, you can uh, you can just pick different fast foods places to go order from. Oh, hey, there's let's plenty do of it. those. There's plenty of those that you can survive a whole year. Why off do that. anything besides Applebee's? But um, next segment, <laughs> uh, topical next, poison. Yeah, next bit topical poison. So uh, I'm sure most of you had heard by now, but we have a nice uh, a, a, the biggest casualty of all of quarantine, Jeffrey Tubin. A New York Post reporter, a New Yorker reporter, has been suspended, given a leave of absence, whatever, for masturbating on a Zoom call while they were trying to do a um, a panel over the upcoming election. So, sorry, I don't know. This is just like, I don't even really want to touch this. You know what I got to say about this? Where's our country gone? Where's my country gone? I feel like if any publication in the world can have someone masturbate in front of co-workers and it be fine as the New Yorker. Yeah, I mean, well, dude, like, this is, honestly, everyone, everyone's been working from home recently. Like, everyone has been, they haven't been in this boat, obviously, but everyone's been on a Zoom call where, oh, wait, is my microphone muted? Is my camera on? Like, like you know, you, you, that's always a little bit in your back, in the back of your mind. I don't know how you get to this point, though, where you're masturbating while, and like, you're so far in the crazy sphere of whatever your home life is that you are still not checking your camera and your microphone. And the, I saw a still shot of like all the coworkers faces of when they like, so when he walked back into the, into the screen with just his, you know, all of it, all of it exposed, it was all their faces. I've never seen shock at all on like everyone's face. It was so freaking fun. I haven't seen that. We might have to make some memes out of that oh, picture. Oh man. But yeah, what a, what a, I mean, you can never come back from this, right? You, I think you just have to quit your job, move cities, and change professions and hope
hope to God that, you know, we all get swept under the rug and no one remembers it in the next, like, three months. No, I think you just become the guy who writes about masturbation. Oh, okay. You embrace it? Yeah. You go full heel? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's, he's, like, famous now, so maybe he'll get some clickbait on whatever the next article he writes. Look, he just puts in the thumbnail a hot girl or himself jerking off. I bet he'll get more page views. Yeah. I don't know, but that was a ridiculous story. Well, that's it for the segments for this week, our bits this week. We'll hop right into the games, what the people want. Give them what the people want. Pullman, what's our first one for the week? First game, Auburn travels to Vought Hemingway Stadium, 11 o'clock kick, SEC Network. Auburn is a three-point favorite. The over-under is loading. Hold on. 70 and a half. Over-under of 70 and a half. Opened at 65. It's been bought up to 70 and a half. So, yeah, this is a high total again, considering Ole Miss's defense and Auburn's defense not looking too hot. Pullman, do you think that Arkansas gave the SEC a blueprint of how to stop this potent Ole Miss offense? No, I'll tell you what happened. Every game I pick for the Rebs, which side, that team ends up doing what I picked. You so, do have some oddly mystical powers. So you? after I called the Hogs last week, I made all... By the way, Fayetteville, Arkansas, I should be your governor. After what I did for you the last two weeks, three weeks, honestly, mm-hmm. I should be your governor. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Move me to West Memphis, put me in charge of the state. I don't Definitely care. Definitely the casino. Yeah, move me to the casino, top four, at the dog track back, that's fine. But anyway, here... Maybe a little bit of blueprint, drop eight, three pressure. But I think with a good coach, you figure out how to beat that, Mm -hmm. where you can go back into a system. Only Mike Leach, apparently, is the only coach who can't beat dropping eight back. Um, I really like uh, Ole Miss here this week. I think Bo Nix is going to put up probably the best career game of his life. But if you remember correctly, last year, Bo Nix against this defense, very similar defense except for uh, the defensive line, which we know is a huge struggle for the Rebels. Bo Nix put up only 14 points, I believe. Chad Morris, the O.C., he has always done terrible against Ole Miss. I think these two things adding together against Ole Miss playing the worst nine turnover game I've ever seen. I think this really bodes well for the Rebels, and I like to take them here. I would take the over as well, but I think there's a chance where there's a lot of balls run, so I think it could be hover around 70 where I'm yeah. not going to touch that. So give me the Rebs minus th- or plus three at home. Yeah, and another thing you can't you can't get a blueprint for is 25 to 30 mile per hour wins that, that were happening in Fayetteville on Saturday. So a guy like, with one arm got three picks, I believe. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were interceptions all over the field that night or that afternoon in Fayetteville. Like, you couldn't throw the ball, and all, uh, Arkansas got out in such a big lead, Ole Miss had to kind of abandon the run because it was 20 to nothing. So, I don't know. It was an aberration of a game. Um, but I do think I, I like what you said about the Rebs. You must have been really drunk during that game because we did not abandon the run. Well, I, I honestly I couldn't even watch the second half. It was at a freaking wedding. But no, I like what you said about Auburn, Bo Nix. Chad Morris has completely lost his brain. He has no idea. I'm surprised he hadn't been fired already. That offense looks terrible. So you know what's going to happen. This is classic Gus Malzahn. Take the reins back. Slowly take the reins back. They're going to get back to the run. Ground and pound. Tank Bigsby, their new freshman running back, who's been actually pretty damn good. Uh, They're going to get back to their roots and start running the ball. Ole Miss, I don't know if it was a blueprint, but I bet you Auburn's going to try to do the same thing and drop eight into coverage. Don't let them beat you over the top. Make them earn it down. Make them earn it and and matriculate the ball down the field. And Ole Miss is going to have to sustain drives instead of hitting ADR bombs like they were against Bama. So combine Ole Miss having to earn their drives and Auburn wanting to run the football to avoid Bo Nix throwing it all over their yard and interceptions. I'm taking the under of 70 and a half. I like the, the underdog here. You know, underdog and unders usually go hand in hand. So Pullman taking the underdog and me taking the under. Those are two solid picks. There's too many points. Both these teams, I mean, Auburn's offense is is anemic. Anemic right now. And you and like this this point spread is expecting them to score 38 points. Like, I don't see, I don't see like Ole Miss's defense is bad. They looked actually pretty good last week, but 
I don't see all, how Auburn can score 38 on Little Sisters of the Poor. The only way they're going to score points is they put uh, Jeremy Pegasus' fat ass back there and run the Wildcat <laughs> with him the entire <laughs> that time. 300 pound. Aver- average seven yards a carry and. He has so like fifty rushes. That that yeah. ass will get left in Oxford after the game, but they'll they'll ride ride that mule till it dies. Don't let Hugh freeze in. He'll have a Liggins package in there in a oh, second God. for Fat Pagese. But yeah, I don't know. I like I like those picks. It's going to be eleven o'clock on SEC Network for that. So your first game of the SEC slate. We'll hop right into the second one. Bama at Tennessee. Is it the what is it the third Saturday in October? Third it, Saturday in October is I, what the, these Tennessee fans love to call the rivalry. Cigars out, bringing out the cigars, yeah, bringing out know. the stogies. I don't know if they'll be bringing out. I don't know if any Tennessee fans will crack open that uh, that humidifier for this week though. Bama's a twenty-one point favorite rolling into Knoxville at two thirty on CBS. Over under of sixty-six. Pullman, what you read on this? This is a Bama coming off a huge win against Georgia. Absolutely boat racing. Kirby Smart and. Uh, what's the quarterback name at Georgia? Jarrett Stidham the third, or whatever his freaking name is. Not Jarrett Stidham the fourth. Oh, the the mailman. He would wear a U.S. Postal Service hat to uh, quarterback camps when he's in high school. It's quite Stetson Stetson Bennett the fourth. Stetson Bennett the fourth. I guess, that, that did sound like like Jarrett Stidham though. But yeah, no, Stetson Bennett looked like ass. Bama's offense ran away with it late. Tennessee gets boat raced at home by Kentucky, absolutely demoralized. Jared Guantanamo Bay, like we've said all year. He's honestly, Felipe Franks, I'm sorry. Kellen Mond, I'm sorry. JG is so much worse than you two. Yeah, did he get so is he much, benched? Is he, he's not starting. The, apparently the backup's worse, and apparently <laughs> the freshman they've been grooming to start next year or in two years is even worse. Good Lord, they think they're going to get Archman. Hey, but thank God they fired their defensive line coach. He was definitely causing the problems on that yes, team. Yes, for by sure. By the way, that defensive line coach they fired, he didn't, they didn't fire him after the game. He fired him at halftime, oh, which Lord. is a sign of a functioning program, firing coaches during the middle of the Kentucky game. So how do you, like, how, you're supposed to be game planning for the second half. Oh, well, let me, this but is. But instead you're taking time to fire your D-line coach? Yeah, and then you as the head coach take over the position. It doesn't seem very smart, but, and that's the reason why here, revenge game, give me Butch Jones and the Tide, minus 21. Oh, I forgot Butch Jones on that staff. Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, I think I think Tennessee has so many issues that overlap even this roster. I think it's the coaching staff, the athletic department. They're lost. And anyone who thinks they're anywhere close to being back, honestly, you're further away from it now than the dually air. Because now you kind of are gaslighting yourself to believe that all these guys are going to come together and you're all of a sudden go from competing with Kentucky and being the 7-5 and five team in the SEC East to beating good teams. Before this game, I talked to several UT fans, actually two weeks ago, asking UT fans, would you take a 7-3 and three, uh, season with close losses to Florida, Georgia, and Bama? And I got a resounding majority of no's, which just shows, like, Jesus Christ, people, maybe lay off the liquor, don't gaslight yourself that much. But Tennessee, you got some real issues, and I'm giving out my first multiple unit play of the year. Bama minus 21, four units on that. Four units, you heard me right. First half, Bama... Minus, I think it'll be 10 or 12. Let me see if I can find a first half. It's not out yet. It'll probably be 10. It'll be somewhere between 12 and 14. Give me Bama first half two, one unit. I'm riding Bama all day. Tennessee is lost. First half's only 11 and a half. 11, lock that in too. Yeah, so Bama, I I love what you said about Bama. I'm riding Bama hard as well on the full game. But Bama's come out slow the past two weeks. You remember back to Ole Miss, tied game at half. Last week against Georgia, we're losing at halftime. Both times in the second half, come out just guns are blazing on offense absolutely boat race so I'm gonna stay away from the first half line I know Bama is always a first half money team they've always just 
killed people in the first half and then taken their foot off the gas? I don't think so. Not this week. Not against Jeremy Pruitt and this Tennessee team. Saban wants to bury him. He's probably pissed, honestly, that they only beat Georgia by like 21 or something. So he's coming out for for vengeance. I want the Bama minus 21, and I want the over. Bama's dropping a 50-burger on Tennessee. I hope Tennessee can score two touchdowns to help me cover this over of 66. But Bama's dropping a 50-burger easily. Give me Bama minus 21. Give me the over of 66. I love it all day. I hope every cigar store in Knoxville closes after this game, unless Bama fans go up there and buy them out. This is going to be an absolute ass-whooping. Pullman, I can't think talk about this anymore. What's well, they don't game? buy their cigars at cigar shops. They buy them at Walgreens in Knoxville. That, I mean, that makes sense. Next Next game, Kentucky traveling to Missouri, two and two versus one and two. You got a five and a half point line over under forty seven and a half. I'm sure you're going to take this over. Oh yeah, this over. I mean, I'm I'm a little weary to take too many overs on this SEC, but yeah, this is a way low total here. Forty seven is far too low for these teams. Missouri's got a pretty good quarterback. They threw all over LSU. Now I know LSU's defense is pretty depleted, but that quarterback looked pretty good in that game. And I know Kentucky's defense is solid. 47 is not enough points. I'm taking the over. I'm also taking Missouri, though. I like these teams, both Missouri and LSU, the next game. Coming off basically a bye week, none of their their players had COVID issues. It was the other teams they were supposed to play last week in, in Vandy for Missouri. So they've had two weeks to prepare for this Kentucky team. They watched that tape. They dissected it. They've been preparing for this for two whole weeks. They'll have some packages in there. Give me the five and a half here for the team that has a little bit of extra prep, and especially with Kentucky coming off, getting a little high and mighty after boat racing Tennessee. I think they're going to fall a little flat here. I'm not going to money line it, but give me those five and a half for a home dog. Yeah, uh, I'm going to flip it on you. I love the Cats here. And also, I think the film thing could be uh, what you just brought up could be a detriment. Uh, when you watch the quarterback just run right and left from the shotgun, there's not too much to deci- dissect. Yeah. Um, I really like the way Kentucky's playing football right now. They honestly remind me of, of an Arkansas team that's been doing it for four years mm-hmm. and slowly been building up that roster back from where it was depleted from the last coaching staff. If the Kentucky ever figures out, figure out a way to move the ball with a quarterback, they could be dirty. Like, 10, 9, 10 wins, like, in the East. I truly believe that. Stoops is a great coach. Give me the Cats. I think Missouri's win against LSU was a fraud. I think they've been kind of riding that high. And like you said, they weren't in the facilities. These college kids, you never know what they're up to when they have time off. Time off for a college kid is the worst thing you can give them. Give have me the you, Cats. Have you have you learned any players on Missouri's name yet? Uh, I don't know their coach's name yet. <laughs> well, you said if they won a game and covered that, that you'd learn some of their names. Tell you what, I'll, right. I'll learn it for next week when you're in the dog kennel for the Arkansas For bet. the call on the hogs. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure Tell you what, out. while you're getting in the dog kennel next week, I will personally remember two guys' names that are two syllables. Okay, perfect. You don't want to don't stretch the a brain John too much. Smith, you know, uh, a John Smith, a Mike Green. Yeah, the, sure. Mike Green is the kicker for Missouri. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we don't want you to stretch your brain too much and, and stack up too much other than Elijah Drinkwitz is nerd ass. But yeah, we'll move right into our last game of the SEC slate. South Carolina down in Baton Rouge. At 6.30, 6 o'clock on ESPN, excuse me, LSU a six-point home favorite over under a 55-and-a-half. Is Miles Brennan playing the quarterback for LSU? I think he's been hurt. I think he's doubtful for this game. Let's put him as doubtful. Let's, for the sake of this, we don't, we don't know one way or another. Let's assume he is not playing this game. Line is at six. Pullman, what do you think? Well, first of all, round of applause. <laughs> Coach Boom. He probably had sex with his wife last oh, week. Oh, Boom is back. Boom yeah, is back. He's back, and you know what I'm calling it? He's doing it again this week. Ooh. I am riding high on the cocks. I think LSU is unraveling. I think that first loss week one is it. 
This might be a historic day, too, because LSU got self-imposed eight scholarships today, which to a lot of you doesn't sound like anything. You know, like, oh, they self-imposed whatever. No. When you self-impose, someone's going to stick their nose up that crawl. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to sniff around and say, wait, you guys stole uh, six figures from children with cancer? Huh? Yeah. And we're not going to kick you out of the SEC? Huh? Self-imposing usually means there's a bigger hammer come soon to follow from a higher power, a.k.a. the NCAA. People forget Ole Miss self-imposed a one-year bowl ban. The next year, the NCAA came in and dropped a 25 scholarship ban and another bowl, another bowl ban on us. So... Don't sit there and think that just because they imposed on themselves that there's not more to come. But I think uh, LSU, it's the same thing with Missouri. I don't think the week off in college is a good thing. Mm. I think giving college kids, like I said, too much free. Look what I did in college when I had too much free time. I, uh, I watched South Park every day for eight hours. But I really like South Carolina here. The way they played last week really impressed me. I didn't think it was a fluke win. I think LSU is just piecemealed together. They're not impressive at all. Honestly, I would just like them in state to play every day. Like, just actually every day. That would be an electric game. Just like that, seclude them from the rest of the SEC, let them quarantine together and play against each other. But give me the Cox. I'm riding the Golden Cox. Who you got? See, I'm back on my same thinking here, though. We're head-to-head again on this one. I'm going with the Tigers. Only six points at home at night in Death Valley. I know it's not a big crowd stadium or whatever with, with the capacity limitations, but I, you, like Miles hey, Brennan. Who, not- has, who has the most experience playing in Death Valley as a road team? Florida, Bama, Clemson, because they play both of them. Or uh, South Carolina, because they play both of them. Got them. Well, yeah, so I don't know. I don't think Miles Brennan – I think Miles Brennan is more of a game manager. I don't think him being out really affects this game too much. I'm sure LSU has a talented backup quarterback that they can throw out there. And just overall, Tennessee – I think Brennan's been one of their shining spots, their team this year. I think he's been – where you could say there's been letdown from the Joe Burrow exit, there's been a lot more letdown at other position groups. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like Brennan's been thrown out there and, and his rocket arm is making a bunch of plays. I think that the offensive coordinator learned a lot from Joe Brady last year and has been able to scheme up some some plays where he can succeed, get some of their playmakers in open space, and Miles Brennan can just kind of game manage it and not have not make any mistakes. I don't know. I think LSU has far too much talent here. South Carolina traveling again off a big win against Auburn. Maybe a little bit of letdown here on the road. LSU only – if you told me before the season that LSU was only a six-point favorite over South Carolina, I would have, like, thrown up and expected, like, half the team would have opted out after after how much talent they had last year. So, give me the six. I know it. they haven't looked good, but two weeks to prepare with the South Carolina team coming in on the road after a big win. A little bit of a letdown spot. I'll take the Tigers, only laying six points in Baton Rouge. Um, I guess next we'll hop into those Big Ten games quick. I think you wanted to unload some – I'll, I'll go real quick. Some other games I like. First game, Big Ten matchup, 630 ABC. Michigan plays at Minnesota. Give me the Golden Gophers plus three. And this is something I know Michigan's uh, Shea Patterson left. Their backup quarterback's playing. And he's pretty much a clone of Shea Patterson. Give me Minnesota just because of the fact I hate the whole state of Michigan. Like Michigan, Michigan State, your people. Like I don't like anything really. There's no redeeming qualities about you, so I'm betting against you. Yeah. And that's all I got there. I'm, I'm, I, maybe Shea Patterson. I don't know what it is, but something. I think it's Jim Harbaugh more than it was Shea Patterson. Something about Michigan just turns me the wrong His way. His obsession with milk. Yeah, I don't know. He's just a weird dude. Wearing not, cleats to people's houses. Yeah, it, it kind of just pisses me off in general. His whole aura of like so much over the top of like football guy. Like <clears throat> I get it. It's funny and it's a bit, but come on, man. Like act like a real human every now and then. So I, that's one reason why I want to take Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota here. The other one is. In the last 20 games in which they're a 
on the road as a ranked team, they're five and fifteen against the spread. So yeah. that a road ranked team, or when they're a road ranked team, they don't play well. They always get the other team's best shot. Minnesota's gonna be fired up to play this game at home. They've been rowing the boat, baby. They've been rowing the boat, dude. That guy's a great coach, PJ Fleck. I, you know, he's in a great spot. He fits well there. I don't know if he'll, he he should be able to get a much better job. I don't know if he'll want to really leave. I'd never it. leave Minneapolis because yeah. they're gonna pay you a lot of money. There's not gonna be a ton of expectations. There's enough infrastructure and money there. Well, they will pay. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you out here and take the Golden Gophers, only uh, catching three at home against. Uh, I don't know. A Michigan team that just I, I, I refuse to bet on it. It's zero inspiration there. Uh, next big, big Ten game, Penn State traveling to the quarry. IU take on the Hoosiers. Penn State is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. You know who I got. I... Absolutely love the Hoosiers in this spot. Allen has got those boys rolling. You know they've been practicing up in Bloomington all year. Like India, like they've been under a rock practicing, just being like, you know what, no one's gonna find us. Purdue, they're cowards, they're not gonna be doing this. Indiana, this is your year to be picking roses. This is your year to go to Pasadena, and it starts here with embarrassing James Franklin. This has been the one game you guys can win for a while that you do not do. This is the year it happens. Give me the Hoosiers plus six and a half. Give me the Hoosiers money line. Bring me to the quarry, baby. Yeah, I'm right there with you, honestly. I said I don't know why I don't really like John Harbaugh. It's a stick or whatever. I know exactly why I don't like James Franklin. That slime ball. It's probably the rapes. Too. Yeah, well, he, he, yeah, he hid rapes under the. He swept those under the rug at Vandy. The second he was able to leave, he got out of there. Penn State's not exactly a exemplary program. It's kind of slimy there too. I don't know. He he's just a bad human overall. And Indiana, Tom Allen, ex Ole Miss assistant head coach. Linebacker coach at Ole Miss, he's got those boys ready. He's a, a really freaking good coach. Like he should also never leave Indiana. Speaking of good coaches that do not need to, he's leave got a top job. fifteen salary, four point five million a year. He would be nuts ever leave Bloomington. Also, shout out Handletown. I forgot to mention that in there. Pass around some Karkoff this weekend, guys. Yeah, I wish I was at the quarry this weekend. I bet the quarry is going to be more lit than the stadium just because I don't think a Big Ten's allowing any fans in the stadium. Well, actually, I don't know if the state of Indiana like <laughs> lets more than five people in the same area, so we'll see about that. But, um, but yeah, so that's the last Big Ten game of the week. Those are the two Big Ten games we're going to cover. Uh, that's that's the slate for this week. That's our card. I will have way more picks. This, this slate is way too juicy for me to not have double-digit picks this week. So keep a lookout on Twitter, on Instagram. Before the kickoff on Saturday, we will tweet out and, and post our picks. Pullman's card is usually a little little lighter than mine. Mine will be epic this week. I might have 20 plays on this card. Well, it's because I usually bet soccer in the AM and um, get my bankroll <laughs> up that way. There you go. Well, you got anything else you want to add before we end the call for the day? Yeah, people. Let's go win some money this weekend. I think last time I said that, we fucking raked it in. So let beat oh. the shit out of your bookie this weekend. I hope he's your buddy and you just take his house. One last thing I want to mention for all you uh, for all you late nighters out there, there are 
three games that start after 9 p.m. Central Time. There's a 9.15 kickoff on ESPN, a 9.30 kickoff on Fox Sports 1, and a 9.30 kickoff on CBS Sports Network. You best believe I'll be firing bullets on those late-night games. Some good MMA, too. Oh, yeah, that, but that's at like 2.30 in the afternoon. It's at a weird time huh? for, for Khabib and uh, and Gaethje or whatever the, that fight is. Yeah, it's at like it's at like 2.30 in the afternoon. If you want to see a, a Russian terrorist get beat up in the middle of the afternoon, Justin Gaethy, our boy. My guy, Gaethy. He's going to absolutely... That's, that's a bonus pick there on the Pick Your Poison podcast. Huge MMA guys. We're the kings of MMA as, as much as I am the king of over-unders. Give me Justin Gaethy. I'm sure he's plus money. But yeah, it's a weird time, 2.30 in the afternoon. But that's good because we got hella late-night football to be firing off on once you've had far too many beers during the day. So that's it for the Pick Your Poison podcast this week. We'll be back next week after a huge week for even bigger picks. Bigger money and bigger games. Shout out Navadi. Other schools, we got history true. Kinda like your girl does when she visits uh, me. Oh my, I can't see because the trophy keeps me shining. And my optometrist told me not to look because I could go blind. Even better, I can taste it. Follow time cream. He gon' take us back to greatness. Face it, embrace it like it's 76. The little